welcome to the What to Read Next podcast. In this podcast, your host, Lori Amin, will invite a bookish guest to share their favorite book recommendation. If you share a passion for books and always looking for your next read, then join us. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to What to Read Next podcast. Hi, Laura. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. It's really pretty out today, so I can't complain. It is really pretty. It's like in the 70s. It's not too hot. Not It's sunny. It's not raining. It's been a really nice weather change. Yes. After a week long, uh, everyday raining, I'm really <laughs> appreciating this. Yes, me too. I'm like, I just need to go for a walk after this. <laughs> so I love this. Instead, yeah. we're, we're recording a podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I just need to just enjoy Chicago. So let's see what you've been up to this past year. Like we chatted last summer, missed a pandemic and like we have it's met each other. Year. It's been a year. And then in the between we have met each other in person. So this is very exciting. So fun. <laughs> so what have you been up to? You moved? You got a pause on? <laughs> yes, I moved um, back into our condo after renovating after a fire. Uh, we're all settled now. It's great. Couldn't be happier to be back home. Uh, last week, I attended the Historical Novel Society conference. It was all virtual this year. So it was fun to see authors from really all over the world. There are people as far as like Scotland and um, Australia that were attending. So that was fun. Otherwise, just, you know, reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel like that's what we've been up to. Like, I, I've been just reading and just enjoying Chicago as much as possible, you know, in a vaccinated world. You know? Yes, <laughs> so nice to get out. It really is. It was like after being at home for a year, like it would be nice to just go for walks and just enjoy, you know, yeah, in a different location. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like fun just to read outside, you know, like it's summer. So I'm like, I can just go to a coffee shop and read on my Kindle, you know, oh, it's like the good old days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's chat about historical fiction. Um, we're going to chat about books that you have, you have read, books that are coming up, whatever recommendations you have for us you know I'm a newbie into historical fiction I like non-World War II I do I, I'm occasionally I'm okay with World War II but like other eras are like much more fun you know because I get to learn something new it's just like historical romance I don't like Regency I like Gilded Age or like other eras <laughs> you know like which is funny because I got into historical fiction through World War II like that yeah. was the era I was really interested in and uh, there are a ton of books out there um about World War II so I I'm pretty sure I've read them all and that's not true of course I could never read them all but um it feels that way because there's so many yeah. and there are a couple on my list <laughs> but I agree with you it's time that we like expand our horizons and find different eras to talk about and read about. Yeah. So even tell us about the World War II, because it might be niche, you know, books that are like something on explore, something that's been, that's been looked at. So tell us. Yeah, there's always a different angle um, for World War II. And there's a couple on my list or maybe just one. Um, No, there's a couple, I think that were, that are based in World War II. So instead of doing like a list of historical fiction books, which is what you told me to do, <laughs> I ignored the prompt and instead came up with six historical fiction authors that I 
think that you should know. And then a couple of their books that I particularly enjoyed. I like that idea even better. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not going to be kicked off the podcast for not following the rules. (laughs) This is even better. Like, I love this idea of those historical authors because then you can look at their backlist. So, which is like very exciting. Exactly. Okay. So, the first author I have is Jenny L. Walsh. Um, I think she's interesting. She became a novelist after a decade um, writing advertising. advertising copywriter. Um, I first got into her books with Becoming Bonnie and Side by Side, two books about the infamous duo Bonnie and Clyde. They were both so much fun to read. I like just flew, flew through them. But her latest book that just came out like last month or a couple months ago is A Betting Woman. And it is the best historical fiction book I've read this year, I think, if not longer. Um, I've been recommending it to anyone who expresses remote interest in historical fiction. Um, It's about a real woman who popularized the game of blackjack in the United States. Oh my gosh, I love this. This sounds so good. (laughs) A really good non-World War II book. (laughs) You had me as blackjack and you had me as as a female protagonist. I'm like, Yes. Listen, I know nothing about gambling or especially blackjack. I didn't even know how to play. I had to ask my dad to teach me after reading this book. Um, and I don't read a lot of books about like the gold rush in California. Like that era has not appealed to me, but this book I could not put down. The protagonist was just so much fun to read about. I love this. Okay. I'm borrowing from my library. <laughs> so... <sighs> The next author is Camille DeMau. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not positive. Um, She left a career in real estate to become an author. And I first got into her books with The Beautiful Stranger, Mm -hmm. which takes place at the Hotel Del Coronado, where filming is underway on the movie Some Like It Hot. So a famous actress makes an appearance in her book. Oh, yeah. Um, But more recently, the book that I read by her is The First Emma. And a friend of mine thought that it was had something to do with like Emma, the novel by Jane Austen has nothing to do with that. So you don't have to worry. She's not doing anything with our beloved Emma novel. It is the true story of Emma Kohler, whose tycoon husband Otto was killed in a crime of the century murder by his two mistresses who, and get this, are also named Emma. Both of his wife and his two mistresses were named, were all named Emma. Um, and then Emma, his wife, became the CEO of a brewing empire during Prohibition. Oh my gosh. All true. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love this. <laughs> okay. The next author I have is Elise Hooper. She spent several years writing like television and online um, for news outlets, like online. And then she got an MA and started teaching high school literature and history before she became an author. The first book I read by her, this wasn't her first book published, but the first book I read by her is Learning to See about Dorothea Lange, who is a very famous photographer. You may not know her name, but you would definitely know some of her photographs. Um, her more recent novel is Fast Girls. 
It's about the 1936 women's Olympic team. It focuses on Chicago's Betty Robinson, which of course I love that uh, Chicago connection. Uh, Louise Stokes and Helen Stevens, who is from Fulton, Missouri, which is really close to my hometown. So I really liked all of those connections. Um, and many other notable characters make an appearance too. And I got to meet Elise uh, when she was promoting learning to see, but researching Fast Girls. She was in Missouri at the time. So I met her in my hometown to talk to her about that book. Oh, I chatted with Elise. Um, she was my first interview when I moved to Chicago. Um, so it was like funny enough, like I read Fast Girl in one day. Like it was just one of those books. It was like so engaging. And I was like, I don't read historical fiction that often. And it was just like, I was just like amazed by the whole, you know, Olympics in Berlin and the whole Hitler connection and the Chicago and like, and her next book, I remember, and I'll link it to, to the show notes, her next book sounds so good. I don't remember the, the specifics, but I just remember being like, I just want to read your next book. Like, that's how I felt. Strong female protagonist. I feel like that's like her, her, her brain. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I had read more about what she's coming up with next. Uh, my fourth author is Jill Paul. I had the opportunity to interact with her several times, and she is like just a delight. She writes both historical fiction and historical nonfiction, but of course, I love her for her historical fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, the book I read by her is Jackie and Maria, which chronicles Jacqueline Kennedy and Maria Callas's lives leading up to becoming rivals for Aristotle Onassis's affections. Um, it reaches as far back as to when Jacqueline first meets JFK and extending through the death of Aristotle. Um, so we all know a lot, at least Americans, we all know a lot about Jacqueline Kennedy, um, but we may not know a whole lot about Maria Callas. I certainly didn't. I could not have told you what she was famous for or even have connected her to Aristotle, but um, I thought Jill did a really good job of balancing between a very well-known character and a lesser-known character and making us really kind of root for both of them. Mm -hmm. And then she has a book coming out soon called The Collector's Daughter, which is about Lady Evelyn Herbert, uh, Herbert, yeah, I think that's right, who grew up at High Clear Castle, which was the inspiration and where the filming took place for Downton Abbey. Yay! Um, anyway, Evelyn uh, became the first person in modern times to enter the tomb of King Tut. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. so that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to read that one. That sounds so good. Um, my next one is a, a different one because this she just had her debut book come out. It's Sarah Penner, and I am so fascinated by her story. She worked in corporate America in finance for 13 years, and she just recently left, left her day job to become a full-time author. Um, she wrote a manuscript, queried agents, got a, a little interest, but ultimately it was rejected by by all of them. So she went back, she got some good feedback from those agents. So she went back and wrote a second manuscript, which had ended up having five author offers from agents, several of whom had rejected her first manuscript. And then there was a bidding war between publishers for uh, her debut novel. So it's really this Cinderella story backed by a lot of hard work and dedication on her part. Um, she, I think she started writing in 2015. So I like to joke that she's like an overnight success over the course of 
five years, six years, five, six years. Um, so her book is The Lost Apothecary and it has just gone wild. So if you haven't heard of it, you've and you're you have any interest at all in historical fiction, you've probably like been living under a rock or something because it's been getting a lot of attention. Um, it's an instant New York Times bestseller. It was on the list for seven weeks, debuting at number seven on the hardcover uh, fiction list. It's currently in the works as a drama series at Fox. It's on the USA Today, IndieBound, and published Publishers Weekly list for over 11 weeks. And it's an international bestseller in Canada, Belgium, and Sweden. It's like the dream scenario for every debut author. Oh my gosh. Except for the fact that it debuted during a pandemic. I'm sure that was not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still like pretty impressive. I love right? it. Yeah. Uh, and then Michelle Gable is my last like featured author. Although I have a list of others in case you don't have enough here to read. Um, so it took, I like Michelle's story too, because it took her eight and a half years to land a book deal, three and a half years to find an agent and over five years then to find a publisher to publish her book. Um, now she's an author of four books and a New York times bestseller. I first featured her book, The Summer I Met Jack. It imagines an affair between JFK and Alicia Corning Clark and the child that they may or may not have had. Um, and her fifth book comes out in August. It's The Bookseller's Secret, and it's a novel about literary icon Nancy Mitford, and it is a World War II story. <laughs> it is okay, but that's a different World War II story. Right? Yeah, is- you can always find a new twist on World War II. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I like spies in World War II, or I like, like, some random, like, you know, code breakers, yeah. like, booksellers, or something different than just, like, the regular World War II, you know? <laughs> yes. And if that's still not enough, if you've, like, read all of those books or know all of those authors, um, other authors that should be on your radar that are not like the, the biggest of the big, but are still really popular. Susan Meisner, she has to be like the nicest historical fiction author on the planet. She is just so lovely, so willing to talk about what she does, to help people out, to give advice. Um, she's just wonderful. I love her and I love her books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christina Christina Baker Klein, she has phenomenal books as well. Um, she's not one of those authors that has like a book out every year, but she spends a lot of time researching and writing and ends up with just really beautifully written books. Uh, Fiona Davis, uh, she's been a friend of mine forever. I talk about her anytime I talk about historical fiction. She chooses a building in New York City to set her books in. A different building for each book. It's kind of like a tour of New York through reading her novels. Um, They're not usually based on any one individual, um, but she still does a lot of research about what's happening during the time that she's writing about and to make it at least historically, um, you know, possible, I would say. Uh, Really fun books, always like a mysterious twist in it. Melanie Benjamin, uh, she used to be a Chicagoan, but she recently moved. She has phenomenal books as well. Some of my favorites are The Mistress um, at the Ritz, I think, The Mistress at the Ritz, or something like that. Something about a mistress and a Ritz, (laughs) and the Ritz um, in Paris. 
And I think my favorite book by her is The Swans of Fifth Avenue. Um, It's so good. It's come out several years, like many, many years ago. Um, But I recommend it to everyone. I think it's a lot of fun, especially if you have any interest in fashion. Uh, That would be a good book. And then Chanel Clayton, I feel like came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. um, three or four years ago, started writing about her, um, where her family comes from, Cuba, and she has just exploded too. But her books are probably the most beautifully written books. I don't, she has a way with words. I'm just really impressed by her. So those are why one, two, three, four, five more authors if the first six weren't (laughs) enough. Yes, I agree with Chanel. I love her romance because she was a romance author and then did the switch over to historical fiction. And she's been like, so there's like a little bit of romance there, but it's not a lot. It's like there's still some of it, but it's like her family. She has a stable family. I think it's Rodriguez family or, and she has like the different ancestors. Will Each book will touch base on one ancestor. Right. Like so it's kind of like cool you get to see in this world the historical fiction there's this one family that we follow through yes I love it so much she was not on my radar at all when she was in romance um I read some romance not like you where it's mostly romance and I'm like mostly historical fiction but I read a little but like her name had not crossed my desk at all until she came out with that first um historical fiction novel and then and I was just so happy to have found her Yes, I love it. I love like the fact it's like it's unique. It's Caribbean. It's set in Cuba, and it's like there's something unique about it. Like it's not like any typically like I don't know. Like we see a lot of historical fiction in Europe or even like even Asia, but it's like not a lot of like Caribbean or Latin America, you know. So yeah, exactly, and it's. I still don't think there's a lot being written out there, even though her books have been so popular. I'm surprised other authors haven't come out to write about that era, but, or that area of the world. Yeah. So, oh, I love all these recommendations. So, uh, talk to, so talk to us about your blog. Tell us all about it. Like what can people expect? Why they should come and log into your site every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I do book reviews. Um, I used to do a book review every week, but you know, life happens and I'm not doing that anymore. I'm really cutting down on my commitment. So there's a review probably about once a month. It usually coincides with an, like a major interview that I'm doing with an author. Mm -hmm. Um, so about once a month, I'm like reading and writing a full review of books, but Um, almost every day I do a feature of a book. So I tell you a little bit about it, why I find it interesting. Um, and hopefully finding readers that would find it interesting too. I also do a lot of author interviews. I ask pretty much the same questions of each author. Um, they're sort of like this or that kind of get to know you questions. So, um, like favorite place to read a book or signature drink or um, book character you'd like to be best friends with, something like that. Just kind of get to know the author in a different way than just talking about their latest book release. I also like to do features of book jacket designers, which combines my love of art and my love of books. I like to talk about, talk to them about how they came up with the design of their book covers. I like to interview audiobook narrators and how they prepare 
for performing a book. It's always so interesting to talk to them about um, what they think about when they're reading the book for the first, second, third time, and then how they come up with the voices for each character. Um, and then, you know, lists of books that are coming out each month or centered around a theme. I don't know. I try and like change it up a little bit. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I love this. Yeah. I love your side. Cause there's like, there's a little bit of everything and there's a diversity, like even with their interviews, there's, there's not just historical fiction. There are other types of authors and you can discover like new books that are coming out. So you get the pulse of what's happening and get to know the author in a more unique fashion and just saying like, Oh, here's my book. And here's what's what I write. You know, that's a good point. I should mention it. Even though I love historical fiction, it's my genre of choice. I do find that they're often very weighty. So I do have to, uh, you know, mix it up with some other genres, like a contemporary romance or a, a suspense thriller, something that isn't quite so heavy. So I do like to read a variety of genres. So it's my site isn't just historical fiction, even though that's that tends to be what I gravitate towards. Every once in a while, you need a palate cleanser of something fun and light and uh, not quite so heavy. Yes, I am right now reading a lot of thrillers because I've been re- I've got burned out by performance after five years of reading romance. I'm like, I need a power cleanser, so just give me some murder books. Bad, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. Which I like to know that this didn't actually take place; that these people weren't actually killed, and all the characters are really okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I just need to just like read something to just get escape. So murder books have been the have been the fun part of it. So. Psychological thrillers too. I don't know what it is, but I, maybe it's just that I can lose myself in the book. That I'm not thinking about the historical significance of it. It's just. Yeah, page turner. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I I've been like, it's been fun just to do. And I and I've asked some friends, I was like, you're good at thrillers. Like, give me some thrillers to like read, just like so I can actually page turner. So you can sit in an afternoon and just read them and not worry about like the world, the way of the world. So exactly. Have you read any good books lately? Um, so I read, what did I read? I read the golden couple which is coming up in march it's like really early early release i got an extra i got an arc like really early um and it's about a therapist and two couple and a couple who goes to couple therapy and the therapist lost her license and she has like a 10 10 said 10 meeting method like she has like a whole structure her process and it's like just trying to figure out like this couple like where they why they're together what you know what happened all these different things and I have to be honest I know the therapist was supposed to be the bad guy I would go to that therapist <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I can read I was like why why is she not working I would go to a therapist who lost her license I'm like I would like that method <laughs> you know? <That's> so funny. <laughs> yeah so that was like good um in terms of another murder book that I read was The Stranger in the Mirror by Lynn, Liv Constantine. Um, mm-hmm. They write Last Mrs. Parrish and The Wife Stalker. And so you just have to suspend this belief. Like, it's just, it's a fun thriller, but it's like, suspend this belief. Like, you can't expect, like, this is not, this did not happen in real life. 
Um, so that I'm was really good at that though. And ignoring all of the things that are not yeah. probable. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she has, a, story. she has a Misha and she lost her memory. And I'm like, I don't know. Like this whole memory situation is like, it's like, I, I go for it, but I'm like, it doesn't in real life. Like that doesn't happen. Right. You know? right. So I have to say I did love the last Mrs. Parrish. So I yeah. would probably enjoy this one too. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. It's actually like it's it's similar vein of like, you know, female protagonist, like she lost her memory. She's engaged to someone and her ex-husband shows up and he's like, but we're we're the, her husband, her because they're not divorced, like she she just disappeared. And then you just have to figure out like the whole scenario. So <laughs> So that was like a good one. And then I'm finishing up So We Meet Again by Suzanne Park. Oh, yeah. She's great. She's great. She's like such personable. So I interviewed her and I was like, she kept talking about her book. And I was like, you know, it's actually it's interesting. I, I don't read every book that I interview every author because um, it's been a lot of authors. And I know you've been the same. <laughs> you know, um, so I was like, OK. And it's a post-pandemic book. It's like a book like like everything happened the pandemic, like but it's not pandemic. So the way I can relate it is like you go back, like you get fire on Zoom. You go back home to live with your parents. You're trying to figure out your own business, your own whatever it is. And this gig economy of like, you know, um, of like, you know, online economy of like creating a blog, creating a YouTube video and all these different things. And so it's a very like 2021 book. It's relevant in the 2021 but it's like definitely like you get flashbacks of working in Mel dominant environment in Wall Street of like, you know, like you hate your job and you're like working with the bro code and you're like, okay. Then she's like, I'm blowing my parents and I'm like, I don't have a car. I have to figure it out. And I'm like, it's a very post-pandemic bug, but I'm enjoying it. So oh, good. yeah. Good. So what are you currently reading? Uh, let's see. I'm currently reading The Woman of Intelligence by Karen Tanabee. Ooh. It's a World War II book. <laughs> so I just told you that I'm not reading that many World War II books anymore. And here I am still reading a World War II book. But I'm really excited about, um, about this one. I'm not very far in, but I'm going to be interviewing her for the St. Louis County Library. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll just read a little blurb about it. It says it's an exhilarating tale of post-war New York City. So I guess it's just after the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really World War, just after the war. Um, post-war New York City and one remarkable woman's journey from the ballrooms of Manhattan society to the secretive ranks of the FBI. Oh, I, I think I'm interested in this book because it's actually, it's New York. So I have a, I have a finer, like I have a little touch point. Every book about New York, I'm like, I got to read that. Like, you know, yeah. so, it's well, you have the advantage of having lived there. I just get to pretend when I read the book. <laughs> yes. I have a thing like there's like there's certain authors. I feel like if you want to read right about New York, you need to have lived there or have done a lot of research, you know, because yeah. um, there's like I know. Yeah. Like people who know, like there's certain things that you would not write. Like I read a book like recently and I was like, that's more I was like, I had an issue with that. Um, the couple went to Times Square to have dinner 
And I was like, first of all, no real New Yorker will go to Times Square, 42nd Street for dinner. Like we will, we would go to Times Square. We go to the side, side street for Broadway, but we don't go to dinner. Like, you know, like, um, and the locations, like the expectations, like, oh, it's like 20 minutes. You go from Brooklyn to New York. I'm like, mm, no, no, no. It's like half an hour, 45 minutes, you know, on a subway with the crazy people. So, so there's, there's a sense of like, you kind of have to do your research to get me a ride, you know? So. Yeah. Well, I love the main character so far. She's really like, uh, kind of sassy. Yeah. She's going to be a fun character to read about. Gosh, I love this. I love the connection with the FBI. I think that sounds like fun. Yeah. I love this. So Ashley, tell us where you can find me online. Uh, you can find my website at hastybooklist.com, on Instagram at Ashley Hasty, on Twitter at a hasty life. I like to make it complicated and everyone, every different uh, social media handle is different. <laughs> <laughs> it is all good. So thank you, Ashley, for being the show. Thank you so much. I love coming. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with friends, subscribe, rate, and review the show. This is the easiest way to support the podcast. Today's episode's partner is Libra FM. If you're an audiobook listener, then you should add Libra FM as your go-to source for paid audiobooks. Libra FM makes it possible for you to buy audiobooks to your local bookstore. Memberships start at $14.95, and they also have great sales for women's audiobooks each month for $3.99, thanks to the Kiss Club. To sign up for Libro FM, please visit whattoreadnextblog.com slash LibroFM. You will receive a free audiobook when you sign up for a monthly subscription. If you purchase a subscription through our link, you will be supporting the podcast at no cost to you. The What to Read Next podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Please visit frolic.media slash podcast to discover new shows to tune in. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.